to the Splash Assass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. Why does Jeff Lewis Live need an after show, you may ask? Uh, off with your head, off with your tongue, cut them out just like those cows on the side of the road in Texas that aliens may or may not have abducted their souls. If you're like, Amy, what the fuck are you talking about? Google it. But anyways, if you need to ask why Jeff needs it, then you're not in the right place, okay? We all just can't get enough of Jeff, 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 Ew, okay. Moving on. Now that song is going to be stuck in my head all day. Jeff, 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 Ew, okay. I swear I will stop. Moving on to the Monday, April 24th episode, we had Carney Wilson and Shaney Shane Douglas. Carney, I'm glad that we brought the excitement back for her intro. If you guys remember from the episode she was on with Joey Zauzig, Zazu from Lion King, Joey Zazu, I think they must have been trying to protect his feelings or something when they were very... Um, what's the word? Demure? Demure in their intro for Carney. But who gives a fuck? My biggest point is that, you guys, we have come full circle at Splash Assass Podcast. SOS, send out the alarms because we already now have a repeat guest. This is our second Carney episode. We love you, Carnival. Okay, so... We start this off by talking about Jameson's new neighbor. I love neighbor shit. I love it because we all have been through this. So Jameson's new neighbor is extremely loud and he shares a wall with them. (laughs) You guys, as I'm saying this, I'm recording this at 6 a.m. in my own tiny ass paper thin wall condo. My neighbor is totally on the other side like this fucking bitch. I'm about to talk about annoying neighbors and she's probably like, yeah, bitch, are you looking in a mirror? No, ma'am. I've removed the mirrors from my house. It's called mental health. Okay. (laughs) Kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So Jameson gave his neighbor a bottle of wine when she first moved in. How fucking quaint is that? How quaint? So old school. I love it. Do you remember when the welcome wagon was an actual thing? Not just like some saying, oh, bring the welcome wagon. No, because there was an actual welcome wagon with a fresh quart of milk perhaps, and some homemade brownies and maybe a little kitten or something to, you know, welcome them to the neighborhood. So that's what I would want in my welcome wagon anyways. Also, it's probably not even a phrase anymore. Forget an actual wagon. The whole phrase, the whole phrase probably isn't even a thing. A phrase is phased out. Phase out the phrase. Phase out the phrase. That can be a whole new show. Ah, we're noting that. Note it. Noted. Okay, so this new girl that moved in next to Jameson, he brought her a bottle of wine. Again, such a fucking classy touch, bro. Classy to the core, okay? But then it goes sour. It goes sour just like those fermented grapes in her bottle because she is a nuisance. 
She's a public nuisance to the community. And he had no idea what was about to unfold. And apparently she just apparently can anybody say apparently without thinking of that little ginger kid. And I'm not talking about Jameson or myself. I'm talking about that little kid on the news clip. And he's like, well, apparently I've never been on TV and apparently, okay. So apparently I can't, finish one sentence without streaming off into 50 new cross streams. Okay. So Jameson is explaining she plays loud music. She stays up late into the night. She has people over and she screams a lot. And Carney, oh, bless you, Carney. She's like, scream? What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about that she screams? What does that even mean? And Jameson's Carney's like, what does she say? Like, what do you mean she screams? And Jameson, <laughs> he goes, I can't even do it. He goes like, yeah, woohoo! <laughs> Carney's laugh afterwards. It's more of a cackle. It's a cackle. I love a cackle. I love a cackle. And Jeff's laugh too. It tickles my soul. Okay. So <laughs> it's around the 10 minute, 30 second mark. Yeah. We're getting that fucking in depth now. Welcome to splash of sass. If it's your first time, it ain't going to be a last. And if it is, thanks for the one click. So I'm so glad Jameson told the whole neighbor story just for those 10 seconds of airtime alone. But when he's like, yeah, ooh, ooh, it's, like, it's like, I don't know. It sounds like a little kid on a ski slope or something. He's like, wahoo. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So Jameson also says he'd rather hear his neighbor have sex then loud music and partying and wahooing and all of that. But Jameson, I don't know if you've ever been in both situations where there's the loud party music and then there's the loud sexers. You do not want to be in the middle of your neighbor's lover's rendezvous. I promise you guys in the very beginning of quarantine, first of all, every apartment I've been in has paper thin walls. The apartment I'm currently in has the thinnest walls I've ever experienced to the point where if my neighbor sneezes, I say, bless you. If I sneeze and nobody says bless you back, I'm annoyed. I can hear everything. I hear what they're planning for school. I'm the one that's like, kids, it's time to get up banging through the walls because I hear their alarm go off. I can hear everything just like they can hear me right now complaining about them at 6am. So they're probably going to throw a fucking rager tonight to spite me. I hope I get invited. <laughs> Ew. Okay. <so laughs> oh my God. I can't even, I don't know what's wrong with me. So many things. Okay. So my old place though in the very beginning of quarantine there was somebody right above me and she got into a new relationship so happy I'm so fucking happy for you bitch while I was just getting out of an entanglement and so I was Mr. Lonely throwback to Akon I'm Mr. Lonely I have nobody on my own woo and I'm just like sitting in bed smoking a blunt just probably shoving my face with Oh, peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter in the freezer. You guys take a spoonful of sugar. No, take a spoonful of peanut butter and put it in the freezer. I promise you life will be better. Okay. So hearing somebody have sex above you and it's just like, 
ew, even hearing that noise, it gives me PTSD because you're just laying in bed and you can't escape it. Like to hear that constant noise and know that they are just like wrapped up in each other and having passionate love and just enjoying each other's body and just, they feel so good. And you feel awful sitting below them, listening to everything. And it's not just listening. It's you hear the, it's the texture. Like you're being shaken. It's like you're in a VR experience and you're along for the ride, but you don't get to enjoy any of the perks. Like my bed was shaking too, but I wasn't having any fun. It was just a whole thing. So Jameson, at the end of the day, he really just wants it solved and wants peace because that's his home. That's his home. He just wants to sit there and... Uh, think of improv skits. I'm sorry. I don't know what you do in your spare time. But speaking of spare, not talking about Prince Harry, but we are talking about gingers and spares. Jameson just wants it solved. Okay. Hi, Amy here with a solution. Perhaps we could find a spare room at Chateau Lewis. Chateau Lewis. Even if it's just for a week, like just to give Jameson, he just needs like a little break from it so that all the other neighbors can get wicked mad and that they can be the Karens and she will never trace it back to Jameson because he has an alibi at Chateau Louis. So you are welcome for that. Um, I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear about Jameson and Jeff's sleepovers. Sorry, MJ. Forget about you. I want Jameson to sleep over. Yay, that's a good story. Okay, so this episode is very Jameson heavy, which I'm okay with. But he and I, besides just being gingers, we also have this God complex, I like to call it. And I think a lot of us have it, but some of us have it stronger than others. Maybe it is a redhead thing where it's like you just want to create equality. Like you need things to be fair and right. Like you just need things to be right. It doesn't matter if they need to be right you need them to be right. So I call it my God complex. And sometimes it works in people's favors. Like I'll be there for the underdogs. I don't mind stepping up, whatever. But then there's other times like in this situation where it's so unnecessary. So I'll break it down for you on the Jeff Lewis live show. So Jameson, Shane, and Kian took an Uber to Project Angel Food event, which I wish we heard more of. I know that there were speeches and lame, blah, 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 but like, I want to hear what actual food do they serve you at Project Angel Food? Is it the same food as that you donate? I don't, okay, all right. So, um, Jameson got mad at the Uber driver <laughs> 60 seconds in for their three minute ride. I just, Shane's recollection of it was hilarious. But so basically, Keen sat in the middle and his seatbelt was not accessible. So Kian was completely fine with this because, again, it was less than a five minute ride up the hill, easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Um, Jameson had to turn those lemonades back into lemons and create a problem out of it. And so he's like, excuse me, sir, um, the seatbelt's not working, sir. And uh, which again, Shane just tells it so funny. But again, okay, so it's this God complex, right? Because Kian doesn't give a fuck. Like, yes, okay, so what is right in that situation is a seatbelt should be working. Yes, that is correct. However, in this special scenario, it's a short ride. Kian doesn't give a fuck. It has zero effect on Jameson. I get if Kian smashed through a windshield, it's another show. But again, it's Kian's choice. 
Kian's body, Kian's seatbelt, Kian's choice. And so for Jameson to take on the God complex and be like, he needs a seatbelt. It's like, again, I have this exact thing and you really do need to learn to let it go, let it go. But so I, and again, I just, this just happened to me at Whole Foods this weekend. You guys, I don't have social media and I'm on some bitch's Snapchat. I think I am. I hate this shit. I hate this shit. I want to sue just like that model when she took a video, a Snapchat video in a gym of like some old naked lady and was like, ew, this naked lady has wrinkles and sandbags attached to her nipples. And so the lady was like, what the fuck? Those are my private sandbags. And you are now in court. Pay me, bitch. And she did. The model had to pay the old lady and it was wonderful for people like me who want to live in this world without being publicized for it (laughs) as I'm doing a fucking public podcast. Yeah. Okay. But basically what happened to me is that I was at Whole Foods this weekend and pulling out of the parking lot, you all go up your parking lanes and then you all have to make a right and form into one lane. And then you have to take a left out of the complex. It's a complex complex. So basically I was already turning at the end of my lane and this bitch in a fucking nicer car than me. So obviously she wins. She wins in her brand new Mercedes, my little RAV4. Um, No, I love you RAV. Okay. So she, oh my gosh, I am Jameson. Okay. So she, but my, the Toyota. Okay. So she, so she was supposed to stop at the end of her row and I had already made my stop and I was turning, but she didn't stop. And I was, she was one row ahead of me. So she just flew out of her lane and I could have technically hit her if I wanted to, but I, so I just slam on my brakes to let her go. And then this bitch goes to the car in front of her, who's now at the stop sign and is taking an actual second to stop. Like Jameson would appreciate they were following the goddamn laws. And this bitch in the Mercedes, who's now sandwiched in between us, honks at the guy in front of her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I was going to let it slide that you're just a monster for me. But now you just honked at this guy who's actually following the rules. Now this is where my God complex comes out. I will fight for the underdog because I don't get, fuck this bitch. Like, you want to go? You want to go? I've never fought before in my life, but I can try. I can try. But or we can just use um battle of words because bitch, I'll fucking take you down. Okay, so she beeps at this car in front of her, but now I'm behind her and I beep at her because I and she looks in her rearview mirror and I was like, yeah, and like made a fit like yeah, bitch, that was on purpose. And all of a sudden she looks at me and she goes ew and like makes this like grossed out face and then she starts laughing hysterically and like like cackling like I it all of a sudden clicked and I was like this woman is not mentally well and this is why Jameson this is why we do not do the god complex this is why you gotta let it go because you'll always meet crazier's than you and it's not fun when they level up your crazy because you're like damn there's a glitch in their eye where like they will eat my soul and I get it because people see that glitch in my eye so when you see it in somebody else and it scares you then you know it's 10 levels above and you got to get the fuck out so I couldn't because now we're all just sandwiched and at a stoplight and all of that so she whips out her phone 
And all of a sudden I see her in the driver's side mirror and she rolls down her window and she starts recording me in her side mirror and like zooming in. And so I just sit there in my car holding up the peace sign. Like, what the fuck do you, I hate being on camera. I don't want to be on your social media. Now we're in like a social media war. I don't even know. I don't even, so I might've gone viral as like the little honker in a rap four. But if you see a girl with purple sunglasses on and a peace sign, that was me moving on. You guys, what was this episode? Like all nuisances and loud noises and all of the above because Jeff's neighbors don't like the pool pump on because it's too loud. And Carney said it best. Like literally who gives a fuck? Okay. I've been reading or actually listening to this book. Jeff, you would love this. It's called the art of not giving a fuck. It's a free, I mean, it's a book, but then there's a free audio book on Spotify and the author I love a British accent. It's in my fucking roots. It's in my goddamn roots. And his dry humor. It's just so fucking... I think you would love it, Jeff. Okay, and all of you listeners. All five of us. Okay, so the pool pump is way too loud. So here's my thing, right? Picking your problems. Pick your problems. That's not a fucking problem. Like, it's so annoying of these neighbors to create this as their problem. Like, there are so many actual things in this world. Like, Jameson's neighbors being loud, music, all of that. That's actually fucking annoying. Having people over this, that, that, that. A pool pump? A pool pump? If your neighbor's gonna get mad at you over a pool pump? Are you ju- That is the most entitled problem I've ever heard of in my life. In my life. And... To me, it sounds like they have genuinely, their life must be so perfect, Jeff. Their life must be so perfect if they have nothing else, nothing else but to focus on this one little pump. So you know what I would do? You know what I would do? There's two things, okay? The easiest way to get rid of a problem is to find a bigger one. So if they, if this is their problem, this is your neighbor's problem, then let's just find them a bigger one, okay? All right, let's start letting Toby loose in their yard. And I don't know. No, I don't want Toby anything to happen to Tobes. Okay, but like, you know what I mean? Like, we'll come up, then fine, neighbors. We'll come up with a bigger problem that we can fight over because this pool pump is fucking fine. And Jeff, you shouldn't even be stressing about, oh, I need to turn it off this time. No, I get it. You were trying to be thoughtful. Nope, fuck it. Fuck it all. Again, there's so many things in this world for people to actually complain about. If that, no, I'm sorry. I have no time. I ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. A second solution. If you don't want to just create a bigger problem for them, which I understand. I understand. Sometimes we don't always want to be petty ass bitches. So another solution is why don't you invite your neighbors over over for a glass of wine, maybe have the pool pump, maybe a pool party, a pool party. That's the thing. They want, they're jealous. They want to use your pool, but even just for a glass of wine, have the pool pump on and tell them, be like, look guys, like this has been causing me anxiety. Just be honest. Like it's causing me anxiety. I want to enjoy my pool and my life, but I also want to be respectful of you guys. But tell me, while you're standing here in my own house, do you think this is that? Like, what is it about this noise that is too much for you? You know, like, talk it out. Let's talk it out. All right. I am able to be hired for mediation, but I think Jeff has enough mediators in his little black book. Okay. Okay. So Jeff took his kids to Barbie land. And even though, and by kids, I mean Monroe and Shane, of course, Um, even though Monroe would have probably rather been at Chuck E. Cheese or anywhere, 
it was completely worth it. It was completely worth it for them to go and have this experience just so we could learn about Barbie's best friend, Midge. Midge! No! Motherfucking Midge! Fucking Midge. Okay, so once he said Barbie's best friend, Midge, I instantly Googled her. Of course she's a fucking redhead. Of course she's a fucking redhead. Pregnant redhead with a five head. And if you don't know what that is, slap your hand on your forehead. If all five fingers fit, then welcome to the club, bitch. I'm here. I'm a member. Just like Jeff's Project Angel Food gold members. I'm a member of the five head club. And of course she's a fucking ginger. Like, of course she is. She's Barbie's shitty best friend. And of course she's a ginger. So lame. So lame. But Shane giggles. And it's so, it's such a small thing that like no one really picked up on. But (laughs) they were saying ginger, ginger. And Shane goes, she's Irish American. Which (laughs) to me as a ginger is so fucking funny. It's like the politically correct way of saying ginger. Um, Irish American. Thank you. And it just instantly made me think of, has anybody been watching Married at First Sight this season? That show in itself is such a hot mess, but they are in Nashville and there's this couple, you guys, first of all, the couple's name is called Clint and Gina. Clint and Gina. Okay, whenever I see it on the screen, I see clit and gina. So I'm like, clit and vagina are together. And I'm so sorry to Clint and Gina, but your names are clit and vagina. Like you guys were actually a perfect match, but they're not because they don't like each other because she's not attracted to him because she keeps saying he has gingery features. His, I'm not attracted to his gingery features. And it's so funny. And Clint starts to get offended. And he's like offended that he keeps getting called a ginger. And he's like, that's kind of derogatory for you to keep calling me a ginger like that. (laughs) You guys, you can call me a ginger all day, every day. Okay. I bring the cinnamon, the spice and everything on nice. But more like the sass and the splash. Keep it big like that ass. Damn. Okay. So... That's the other thing, you guys. It's not like I'm just loud at 6 a.m. every day for my neighbors. It's like when I wake up, I'm like, clit and vagina. Hey, ooh, the ass. And they're like, what in the actual fuck is this girl? Nobody knows. I've just never heard of a ginger saying that it's defamatory to call me a ginger. Oh, my God. But I did have, like, mean-ass bitches in high school be like, do you have a fire catch? Do you have a fire catch? And I'd be like, no, I have a lit-ass pussy bitch. Just ask your man last night. <laughs> um, Sorry. I'm inappropriate. So moving on to even more inappropriateness, Shane went to a new bar and ran into Monroe's kindergarten teacher. <laughs> So, of course, he bought him a shot because that's just what you do. That's just how you say hello in the bar world. It's one thing to, like, see a teacher in Target or at the grocery store or whatever. But when you see them at the bar, what a different layer. I don't know, but everybody in the room seemed to think that we should keep an eye on this kindergarten teacher and Shane and maybe possible love connection. Andy, get that show back up and running. Wasn't that a thing? I don't know. But it also must suck for teachers because like genuinely it's the one profession where like both kids and adults, like nobody wants to be around you guys. I'm so sorry. I love you guys. And you're so vital. Like teachers deserve the world and a million times over. They deserve 
20 times their paychecks right now. I have so many thoughts about it all. Like they are literally not only teaching your kids or caring for your kids and nurturing them and raising them to, I know I love you teachers. I am saying in my God, I'm standing up for you that it's unfair for all of us to be, nobody wants to be around because you guys know too much. You know, everything about all the kids you're smart. And so, you know, you know, like family dynamics of everybody in town and there's a lot going on, but the more you grow up and whatever, like you can't escape it. You're just going to run into teachers and that's a thing. My dad was best friends, best friends with my high school math teacher. So I was in calculus class. I don't know how I cheated my way into calculus. And so one night in particular, I came home and my dad had a poker night with the boys. They were all shit faced. They were shit faced. It was hilarious. I am so used to like being around old drunk men. <laughs> that is my target area because that's where I thrive because they just want somebody to laugh along and I will laugh at all these fools. I've known I'm a fool. I've known fools my whole life. So this motherfucking math teacher fool, he was shit faced when I got home. So I come home, I see all the empty whiskey. I know what I'm walking into. What I didn't expect was a motherfucking Charlotte's web up on the kitchen ceiling being built by this triantula. And I am actually arachnophobic to the point where my I've gotten like yelled at by my dad because I scream if I see a spider and as if like, like I just was stabbed. And he's like, Amy, is that necessary? And I'm like, is your fucking face necessary? Bitch, change it. Because I can't help mine when it's screaming over this eight-legged devil. Okay, when I get home, I instantly notice the spider up on my ceiling, up on the kitchen ceiling, and I freak out. And my math teacher goes, no, 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 Amy, 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 Amy. Go get your calculus book. Go get your calculus book. So I go and get my textbook that I hadn't cracked open all, all year. And he stands on our kitchen stool, which is a spinny one, spinny one. It was not safe, not safe. So I was basically spotting him. He turned into a little gymnast. He stands up on the stool, hand me that calculus book. I hand him the calculus book. He looks at me in the eye and he used to say this all the time in class. He fucking this shit faced motherfucker looks me dead in the eye. And he goes to me, he goes to me, Amy, always remember calculus solves everything. Takes my calculus book, slams it up on the ceiling flattens that spider to the core motherfuckers we made pancakes with your little charlotte charlotte web and so then he like basically fell off the chair and everyone just like collapsed into a fit of laughter and then i cheated on my next test and he couldn't fail me because he knew that i just witnessed him ship face at my house so la 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 story of small town vibes so i'm just saying that shane definitely made the right choice investing in Monroe's future by buying the kindergarten teacher a shot. That was such a smart move. Keep it up. Keep it up. Okay. So sober Stu came to pick up Jeff for a date night and his car bumper was hanging off. So now we know that alcohol doesn't matter in the equation, no matter what Stu's going to try to finagle his way out of things and try to change the narrative. It's not that he's untruthful. Well, look, 
I don't want to dissect anybody anymore. I'm done. This is more just a PSA for Stu. Like Stu, the way that you're living right now, when you give like the half truths and the narratives and all of that, that causes anxiety inside of your own soul. Like you have to now keep track of what did I tell this and that, that, that. I know, I understand that you do not like being the bull in the China shop. I have the same quality about me. And if anybody doesn't know, again, with the welcome wagons or bull in a China shop, imagine um, a store of fine China, the finest, most beautiful dishware of China. And now imagine a bull being let loose in it. What do you think happens? Smash, 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 just like Stu's bumper. And I get it. You don't always want to be the one that's caused it. Like, oh, Stu again, you got to know your bumper and your log and your car's robbed and this and that. I get it, babe. You're causing your own problems. Again, go back to the art of not giving a fuck. I promise you, listen to that book, read that book, whatever you want to do. Just get the message through your head that you're picking your problems right now. And you're choosing, like, why not just be honest right from the, stop creating this narrative about the truck and moving and this and that. Like, Stu, you ran over a truck bed or whatever you did. Like, just be upfront right away. And I get it. Like, you're going to have to retrain yourself because this is year, this is a whole lifetime of learning how to create these narratives. And it's a survival tactic if you really want to get into the psychological reasons behind it. But all I'm saying is you're such an amazing person. These stories are hilarious. And again, you're not hurting anyone on purpose. You're not purposely doing anything. You're not purposely playing your music loud and annoying your neighbors, all of that. Like you just have bull in a china shop qualities about you. Again, babe, I'm the exact same. I understand. Me and my brother are monsters and my sisters are literal daisies that fell from heaven. Like, I don't know. I want to like rip their petals apart. I don't even know. So I get it. But again, my best advice is just if you don't always want to be the one that's breaking things and doing things, then you're either going to have to literally be more mindful and be more careful, or you're just going to have to accept that that is you and just embrace it instead of trying to skirt around the narrative. Because instead what you're doing is creating a whole new reality where now people don't trust everything that you say fully, or they know that there's holes in stories and this and that. So they have to do guesswork. You don't want to be one of those people where people have to guess. Like you don't, I, I love you so much. And there's too many amazing things about you. Just be yourself bull in the China shop. And to be fair, Jeff, on your end, you need to be the one there waving the white flag. And we can't be like, oh my God, Stu, you did it again. You pulled a stew. You pulled a stew. Because if it, if he's finally sharing and then it always just gets turned on him, then he won't want to share anymore. So it's all just a balance of it all. Okay. Was that enough advice for the day? Because again, oh my God, wait, wicked quick. We end with Jeff. Oh my God, you guys, the whole point of this is for one reason alone. So Jeff goes out to dinner and he runs into Real Housewives of OC, Emily, Gina, and Heather Dubro. Consider the source. Consider the source. I fucking love when they play that soundbite on JLL. That is, uh, it's my favorite thing ever. It's my, I love the sound bites. I love them. Love them. But you guys, you guys, Jeff had a Freudian slip and he said that at dinner on Friday night, instead of Stu sitting down next to Emily, he was like, and then Gage sat down next to Emily and he said it so casually and kept going. And Alyssa's like, uh, uh, babe, hold, hold up. Who was sitting there? And it was just such a Freudian slip. So we got a lot on Jeff's mind right now. But my whole thing is, can you even imagine being at that restaurant and being a Bravo fan to any degree and 
seeing, first of all, the housewives walk in, but then to have Jeff motherfucking Lewis and Chef Stu sit down at the table. No, no, game over. Dream team, where are the cameras? Get them rolling, get them rolling. And we're going to be rolling on out of here today because the episode is over. We're going to be recapping tomorrow and we will be back. Listen to Splash the Sass podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. I don't care wherever, wherever you get your jollies. And that is a throwback to a previous podcast. Go listen to all of them. I love you guys so much. Okay, bye. Splash. Splash, splash.